Caitlin Bloom, and welcome to Talk Therapy to Me, where we learn to practice self-awareness and self-care and meet our individual needs. No couch required. Hey y'all, welcome back to Talk Therapy to Me with your host Caitlin. So excited you decided to join me again today. As we're getting back in from the new year, from the holidays, I wanted to kind of start a series on depression, describing the ins and outs of it. And honestly, I feel like it comes up a lot during this time of year, especially with everything kind of dark still and cloudy, rainy, all of that. Although if you're like me, I love weather like that. However, I also understand not everyone does. And if you'll recall, we've addressed kind of like seasonal affective disorder, what that can look like, and how many of those symptoms can look like depression or take on a lot of depressive symptoms. Just like with every mental health struggle, depression can show up and express itself differently in each individual. So let's break depression down a bit. It can negatively affect how you think, feel, and act. Depression overall generally causes feelings of sadness, even a loss of interest in activities, hobbies you once enjoyed. It can even lead to various like emotional and physical problems and decrease your ability to function at both work, at home, in any setting really. It's just hard to be motivated, feeling fatigued, all of that. Some depression symptoms can vary from mild to severe, and I'm just going to list some out just to give a better picture of what depression can look like. Again, you do not have to feel all of these at once to be quote-unquote depressed. However, having, you know, a pretty good chunk of them is an indicator that you might be struggling with depression. So, for example, feeling sad or having a depressed mood, like I mentioned, loss of interest or pleasure in activities or hobbies that you normally enjoy or have fun with. Changes in appetite can also be a symptom like weight loss or even gain, and it's not related to dieting. So that's something to maybe keep in mind, especially during this time of the year when we do all of our New Year's resolutions and Turns out our weight loss and weight gain is due to something else rather than us making changes here and here. Trouble sleeping, this is a huge indicator that something's not quite right. And it can be having a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep, like feeling restless, or waking up really early and not being able to go back to sleep after that. You can also, with sleeping, you can sleep too much. And that could mean like, all right, I can sleep anytime for 16 hours straight. Like, okay, none of us really need that much sleep. So it's important to check in and be like, "Mm, what's going on here? Because is it about loss of energy or increased fatigue? Maybe that's why you feel like you need sleep or you're just so tired to do anything. There's an increase in purposeless physical activity. So what that looks like is, you know, pacing or wringing your hands, even maybe slowed speech movements. And what that means, like, of course, some of us are slower at things, whatever. Um, 
However, that means something that's really obvious, like you're looking like one of those sloths on Pixar movie, you know. You can also be feeling a lot of worthlessness, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, and it's just kind of eating you up inside. Um, There's also difficulty thinking, concentrating, or making decisions, so a lot of brain fog. And the most severe could be thoughts of harming yourself or going further than that. So these are just very important things to keep in mind. Maybe notice in yourself to see if you check any of those boxes and then seek more support if you do. Several factors can play a role in depression and why it shows up in you. So there's biochemistry, so differences in certain chemicals in your brain may contribute to symptoms of depression like glutamate, norepinephrine, and dopamine. Genetics can also play a part. Depression can run in families. It can be, you know, in your blood. So it's important to know these things to address it if it does come up for you or manifests in some way. It can also play a role in your personality. So a lot of times people with low self-esteem or who are easily overwhelmed by stress, maybe their coping skills aren't really helping them, or those who are generally pessimistic and kind of lean into what I like to call indulging in melancholy are more likely to experience depression. It's important to have a balance of all of our emotions. One of the last factors that can play a role in depression is environmental factors. So, of course, continuous exposure to violence, neglect, abuse, poverty, anything that's like a difficult situation can really make some people more vulnerable to depression. With all of this background information in mind, it's important to note that there are many different ways to treat depression once the root reasons are discovered. The goal is to find some relief for your symptoms and gain a better foothold on functioning in your daily life. And just remember, that looks different for everyone. Some treatment options usually revolve around psychotherapy, like your traditional therapy between a client and a clinician. And it just helps to dive into the root of the issue and discover any possible triggers. I also, me personally, as a therapist, always strongly recommend visiting your primary care doctor to rule out any medical issues. And I will say this for anyone, like not just regarding depression. However, overall, I think when you have a lot of medical conditions, they will show up with depressive symptoms if they're not treated. So for example, That can look like low vitamin D. And if you'll recall, we talked about that with seasonal affective disorder and what that looks like. And also another medical condition is thyroid deficiencies. So once you get some of that checked out, handled when you're able, then it can really help say, okay, well, this is probably the cause of a lot of my depressive symptoms. So once I treat those, I'll feel better and can focus on other things. A lot of times psychotherapy, regular therapy will be used alongside medications, so they'll be used together. Honestly, I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable with medication, 
However, I like to think about it as something that helps us bring us down to a more comfortable level of functioning where we can better meet our basic needs. Because if we're like literally on the floor with depression or so high in the sky with our anxiety, then how are we going to be able to meet our basic needs? We need something that's going to help bring us down or bring us up a little bit so that we can focus on like, wow, I need to feed myself or need to take the dog out or take a shower, all of those things. So a lot of times with treatment, adjusting your habits and routines can really be helpful with depression. Again, I'm not saying that needs to happen all at once. With New Year's resolutions, remember what I said, it's going to be way more sustainable to incorporate small things or even just one thing at a time, especially if you're not used to doing something. So some specific coping strategies um, could be as followed. And remember, like I just said, you can do it one at a time, see how they work for you, do something else if that doesn't work for you. Everyone's different. So I listed five just because I thought they were pretty helpful and you could dig in deeper to that. One is socialize. So a lot of times people with depression will feel isolated, makes sense. And it's really easy, like I said, to kind of indulge in that melancholy, despair, isolation, because it becomes familiar for us. So I would just encourage you to not isolate yourself and do your best to reach out to friends, family, loved ones, and make sure you build yourself a strong support system. Two is exercise. I know you're probably like, wow, okay, classic. However, it's a great habit for anyone to pick up. It's important because it fuels our body. And it's especially important for those who have depression. It can really reduce those symptoms because it increases endorphins, which helps your mood. You don't even need to do anything intensive. I don't ever suggest that for people, especially, again, if we go back to what I said about changing up your habits, adding new things into your routine. It could honestly just be a quick rock around the neighborhood or something simple for like five minutes you could find on YouTube. Just something to get you a little bit more active. Three is pay attention to your thoughts. When you learn how to recognize negative or unhelpful thoughts, you're better equipped to deal with them. And sometimes I will tell people to remember that sometimes these thoughts are not ours, if that makes sense. Like, we're all raised in different environments. We're all raised with different kind of parenting. And all of those experiences can lead us to act, think, feel certain ways as adults. And it's important when we have thoughts to be like, okay, is that me thinking that right now? Or is this my anxiety? Is this my depression? Is this something else? So once you are able to recognize them, take a step back, be like, what's the root here? Then you're, again, better equipped to deal with them. This takes a lot of practice, a lot of self-awareness. However, I think it is very beneficial to do that so that you're not constantly triggered or triggering yourself all the time. Four is eating healthy and like developing those healthy eating habits. 
Again, like your diet is a key aspect of your health and it directly correlates with your mood. I know um, it can be hard to find food that has good things in it, just would encourage you to look for your fruits and veggies and find something healthy that you enjoy because sometimes I'll be real with you. A lot of healthy food can sometimes taste like cardboard or styrofoam to me. It's flavorless. I don't want to eat it. So if there are ways you can find to make healthy meals fun, then do it. It will make you more interested in continuing. And also, if you want to ease your depression symptoms, don't skip meals if you can avoid it. Take your vitamins, you know, like check in, as I said, B vitamins, D vitamins, whatever. Eat all of those like omega-3 fatty acids, all of these things. Eat less sugar. Limit your intake of alcohol and caffeine. As a quick note, alcohol is a downer. It is a depressant, so it will increase your depressive symptoms if you're already struggling with that. The adverse with caffeine, caffeine can increase your anxiety. So if you struggle with that, it will make it worse. Nicotine is another example that will increase your anxiety. Both caffeine and nicotine are stimulants. So throwing that out there for you just to be aware of things and look into things like, wow, is this helping me or harming me? Last one is honestly get creative. Using your emotions to fuel your creativity is a very positive way to deal with depression through catharsis. As you've heard me talk about, everything's connected physically, emotionally, mentally, etc. And I think if we can somehow try and release what we're feeling from our body, then that's going to make us feel even better. So that could be painting, writing stories, or even poetry, or even writing music, something that's helping you process all of these feelings and relieve those symptoms and getting something out and onto paper or onto the computer or something. So with all that said, I hope this was helpful for y'all and wanted you to get a little settled into what depression looks like as a general overview. Next time, we'll dig into more of how depression and anxiety overlap, and I'll touch more on that. Like I mentioned, different substances like alcohol, caffeine, and nicotine that can really affect or make those worse, but I'll dig into that more next time. Just wanted to say again, thanks for joining Talk Therapy to me with your host, Caitlin. See you next time.